0: Thank you for spending some time with me today. Now let's get this workout started. Hey everyone, how is your day going? Mine is spectacular. This is Skirt Sports birthday month. Um, It's always so much fun to step back and take a moment to reflect on the journey. That's what birthdays do for us. I think I'll do a podcast commemorating some of the big milestones so you can get a better sense for what it took and what it still takes to build a business, to build a brand, or really quite truthfully to build a movement in this case. But in the meantime, we have a little birthday gift for you. So we give everyone $20 on our birthday to try something awesome at Skirt Sports. So you just pop over to our Boulder store if you're local, Um, Or go online at skirtsports.com and use the code BDAY14 because it's our 14th birthday. (laughs) I still can't believe that. Um, Minimum purchase, 50 bucks. Anyway, again, the birthday deal does expire on September 23rd. So get out there and use it. Stop waiting. Okay, on to today's guest, Alex Hannafin. This woman is no stranger to the concept of starting. I'm talking about starting here. She is scrappy. She is smart. She is accomplished well beyond her years. She is the, I think she said 28, 28-year-old 28 founder of a company that is literally changing the world, the world of coffee. <laughs> And I know this is a world that is very near and dear to many of your hearts, just like it is to mine. Uh, you'll get the sense immediately that I know Alex. I do know Alex. I met her through a CEO group I participate in. And I immediately sense that I was in the presence of someone who is meant to do big things. She's just got a really, really cool energy about her. Uh, Alex started her first real business in high school um, whereupon eventually she let go of it and instead of going to college which she didn't go to college like not because she wasn't smart or driven She is, in fact, I think, one of the smartest and most driven women I know. She just struggled in school, and that environment stifled her instead of helping her grow. And she had the support and the wherewithal to have the confidence to move a different direction. So she trusted her gut and her heart to lead her down her own path to happiness. And it's really interesting in this interview to hear all the different ways that she has sort of turned and, and veered, and, and it all has to do with her being very connected to who she is. Um, when we talk about happiness, uh, happiness is a brand that is kicking some serious ass and completely blowing open a really old, what I would call crotchety category, instant coffee yeah, Alpine Start is making the most delicious, high-quality coffee, and it's such a great surprise when you have your first sip. Instant coffee doesn't have to suck, or as they say, instant coffee that actually tastes good. So Alex is offering you 50% off online at alpinestartfoods.com. Use the code Sports. So make a note of this offer. I'll give you a second to do that. And now, let's get rolling. Awesome, we're here. Yes. How are you feeling?
1: Good, I'm happy it's Friday.
0: This is my last thing of the week. Your last thing is is me?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, I
0: feel so great. So, wait, you actually end your weeks as an entrepreneur? Like, I don't understand.
1: Well, I do have to turn my brain off (sighs) at some point. So, yeah, I go to the mountains on the weekend.
0: That is like huge because i actually am also an entrepreneur and if you didn't know that and but people listening all know what i've done they don't know what you've done yet we're getting there i never learned how to turn my brain off it took about 12 years Mm. so how did you learn this like you're you're kind of new into your venture although then again it's not your first time at the rodeo it's true well I, when I was in the
1: corporate world, I just had this moment where I got so stressed out that my nervous system kind of like froze on half my body.
0: So like. Wait, I don't Can you explain? Like, were you in a meeting and it froze or was this over time? This was over
1: time. We were going through an acquisition and. Uh, a lot of the upper management had left and I was kind of just running the show from my way and I had a boss that was new and a whole team that was new and there's just a lot of you know big company now was running the the show so anyway so I was just really stressed out not like nothing bad was going on it was just a lot and so to kind of you know, to my point of, um, you know, being an entrepreneur now, I learned that if I let my body stress out, it'll ha- what will happen, uh, when I was in the corporate world was my body like freaks out. And like, so at that time, half my body, my nervous system like froze. And I like, one of my eyes was like always blurry. And like, I had this headache all the time that was just on the right side of my body. Anyways, I ended up solving it by quitting. <laughs> oh and like really just (laughs) having to shut everything down and so I learned from that that if I don't shut down and I just like I'm always going and thinking and trying and doing that then I'm afraid that that will come back so anyways long story but I've just been really conscious of that and making sure I'm healthy and I'm mentally focused and so I guess I don't ever want that feeling to happen again because it was really scary.
0: Uh, And and do you know like the signs that lead up to it now?
1: Yeah, it's a lot of anxiety. It's like when you are Hmm. overworked or you're you know running from one thing to the next thing or you have too much going on or you know big decisions that need to be made and you're not giving yourself the space to really like process those decisions. You kind of like bury them just because there's all these fire drills that are happening that you know require immediate attention but your brain is still kind of thinking about the big decisions. So that's kind of where the weekend where it's like you kind of throw away all the fire drills, you get to process and just think. I mean, you still are thinking about the business, of course, but it's just in a different manner.
0: Oh my gosh, you are so far ahead of anywhere I was. (laughs) And am now, actually. Um, But this is really incredible and such a lesson for anyone listening who gets consumed by something, totally. whether it yeah. is your job or your kids or a sick parent or whatever, we have to force ourselves mm-hmm. to stop. Totally. Would you say that's true? Like you have to actually force it?
1: Yeah, at first you do, it's scary. You're like, okay, well, if I'm gonna compromise, you know, not working on the business, am I not going to be successful? Or is the business not going to do well? And you know what I always come back to, which um, I think is so true, and this is my number one advice to entrepreneurs, is if you're not healthy, your business isn't healthy. And so you, without you, you don't have a business. And so without your brain, you know, you don't have someone thinking. And without you being physically well, you're not showing up. So it's just kind of this, like, I always think about that.
0: Oh, that is such good advice. I mean, you hear it all the time, um, like in mom world. If, totally. if you're not taking care of yourself, like you are you can't take care of your kids or others. Totally. I mean, this transcends into so many places. Yeah. It's incredible. So, hey, everyone. <laughs> Meet Alex Hannafin, founder of Alpine Start love it yay um so here's the deal let's get down let's go back in time let's talk about alex as a kid and how you even develop this entrepreneurial spirit that you're talking about today yeah, so I I
1: give a lot of credit to my dad. Uh, I think him and I share one common thing, which is our business brain, which he loves and hates for me to say. Um, but he <laughs> wait, why does
0: he hate like love or hate and hate that?
1: Well, you know, it's like the one thing we always talk about, where it's uh. like you know we can <laughs> talk about the weather and we talk about whatever, but it always like boils down to
0: what's going on in the business world Well, and (laughs) And it's great but it's so cool because you have that in common with him and so many people don't have like a common ground with their parents which is so weird because their parents raised us totally you would think we have some cool things in common but yeah so my dad i
1: mean i remember when i was little i would sit underneath conference tables while he had meetings. He would, he would take me to I loved going to work with my dad. That was like the fun thing. And he ran a business. So I would go and I would like bring my coloring book and like literally sit under the conference table. And I had no idea what they were talking about, but I just always remember being like, wow, this is so cool. Everyone is like getting around the table and it was just, you know, the vibe was kind of this like serious, uh, you know, sort of thing. And you could tell decisions were being made. So I always kind of like liked that feeling, even though I had no idea what was actually happening. Um, and then as I kind of grew a little bit older, my dad would give me projects. So, you know, for example, like if we were going on a family vacation, I got to organize the whole thing, but in PowerPoint, like he would let me get on his computer, you know, so this is like,
0: well, he when? probably didn't know how to do PowerPoint. No, totally. <laughs> This is like when computers Slaves were like, you we know, the, <laughs> the internet
1: really on these computers, oh, but you yeah, could yeah. pull up PowerPoint and I loved it as a kid. Oh, that cool. was like my toy. So I would organize whatever I could on PowerPoint and I would organize everything. So like I would even make a schedule, like be like, you're going to wake up at, you know, 7 a.m. And then you're gonna drink your coffee at 7:30, and then you're gonna go to work. And I just like loved like I had this like weird little organizational, analytical brain. Um, and then he would do things like, okay, well I'll pay you if you you know make me my coffee and make my lunch and you know get my whole you know kind of day started so that when I go to the office it's all ready to go. So that was kind of like how him and I just sort of bonded. And I was little and I learned a lot of like that if you work you get compensated and if you have new ideas people will listen to you so that was kind of where, and like a lemonade stand, like literally a lemonade stand, was my favorite thing.
0: Well, ever. here's like a one other really kind of cool thing is when you were making your dad's schedule. Did you notice coffee was in his schedule? Totally. That was why I started. That's like, like your to learn on coffee. <laughs> a little foreshadowing. Totally. <laughs> um, so, so the lemonade stand. So were you like literally doing entrepreneur? Like you were helping your dad. So at first it was sort of this. You know, uh, administrative, you know, almost like the young secretarial mind of like, I'm going to organize someone else's life. Yes. But when did it become about organizing your life? Um, Yeah, I think it was when I, and this is all when I was like five or six years
1: old. So I was like tiny. I can't even Um, remember. Yeah, five. He (laughs) still has them too. It's really funny when I look at them. I'm like, wow, I didn't even know I could do that. Anyways, but yeah, it was like when I was um, in started going to school and started making friends that's when i was like oh let's do something on the weekend and i of course was like i want to make something and sell it um and so we would do lemonade stands which was kind of the only thing all of our parents really let us do Uh, and then it would turn into, you know, I would make bracelets and then try and sell those. And I started baking and selling that. So my lemonade stand was like a little store. (laughs) This is really, you know,
0: what's really grabbing me is this idea of business as play. It was very much that. When Mm -hmm. you were a kid, you were like, I want to play business. Totally. (laughs) We called it other things. That's exactly what it was. you know, we can still, for so many of us, like that's what we want. we want to feel like we're playing all day Mm -hmm. and we can do that totally it's like a mindset yeah and it's like
1: the business model that i have currently today is almost exactly like going back everyone that works for us we're all friends and we all uh you know love to do the same thing and it's kind of that same feeling of when that you know biker comes by and gives you 50 cents for your lemonade and you're like oh it worked. And it's still that same feeling, you know, when Whole Foods buys a case of coffee, it's like that same like giddy, like, oh, yeah. someone came by and bought something from us.
0: <laughs> Love this. Okay, so as you start to uh, develop into like an adult in your own person, and this starts to become maybe a more serious part of your life. You know, what's really interesting to me is that you were creating businesses, like legit businesses, even before you were out of high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take me, like, talk, talk to us a little bit about your first real venture.
1: Yeah. So, um, went through school, and once we got into high school, that was kind of when everything became a little more serious in terms of, like, responsibilities, and high school is crazy, and textbooks, and, you know, class sizes that are in the hundreds. And...
0: Well, well, and also, though, you did go to Boulder High, which is yep. one of, like, the coolest high schools you could totally. ever go to in the country. Yeah. It's way cool. It's so cool. Yeah. But still, it it made you up level. Yeah.
1: I think it was too cool.
0: it was too cool it It might have been too cool yeah you're kind of cool
1: well thank you but you Uh, don't
0: actually know that you're cool which makes you even cooler i'm just gonna say that right now oh gosh wait till you guys see these modeling shots i talked alex into doing i know talk about cool
1: okay (laughs) um but yeah i think like i had older siblings too that were a couple years older than i was so i kind of jumped into this like older crew so when i was a freshman i was hanging out with like the seniors so then when the senior class graduated i kind of didn't have friends i was like kind of left to i skipped my class basically because i was you know hanging out with my siblings um but also that learning style of just like memorize a textbook and then go take a test i just like i couldn't do it like for some reason as hard as i tried i just like couldn't memorize and remember i was interested in like what we were talking about but like i just couldn't do it and i was failing i was like actually failing and i was like i wow. don't understand like i'm so smart and like i can do these things and i've you know but I, for some reason i was failing and like writing a paper i just like you would read it and you're like oh my god this like i could write a couple sentences of course but like writing like a long book report it was just like the hardest thing
0: so how did how did it feel when you woke up one day and you realized i'm literally failing school
1: well, it was really unmotivating because I couldn't figure out what it what was happening. And so and my parents, of course, were trying to figure it out, too. And um, and so actually really a pivotal point was when I got I went to, I switched high schools. Um, I went to a little bit of a smaller school that was like more hands on. And um, I started doing internships. And so one of the internships that I did because I the, the school was also really cool. It kind of backed you into what you wanted to do as a career. So I wanted to be a pastry chef. Like kind of without you knowing? Well, you would kind of guess. Like they would say, what do you want to be (laughs) when you grow up? I'm going to be a pastry chef. Yeah. I I mean, how cool is that? I a pastry chef. I was like, I'm not very good at being in like, you know, writing and math and Uh all that stuff and textbooks clearly were not my thing. And I was like, I'm really crafty and handsy and I like to create. And And I like frosting. And I love food. Yeah. So Mm. I was like, okay, I'm going to be a pastry chef. And so I got an internship at a local restaurant, The Kitchen. Ooh, and that. that's nice. So fun. Nice gig. Um, and so they allowed me to be an intern as a pastry chef. And so what I learned out of that was I was like, okay, I'm really good at food and creating and everything, but this is the wrong setting. Because I still had that business, that desire to go sell and strategize and like market and like sell. So I had that side of the business. So I was like, okay, I know I want to create, but I want to go sell this. I don't want to, like, just be behind the scenes. I want to be up front. So I started baking. So I kept the baking, but I went to farmer's markets. So I basically took the lemonade stand model but went to a farmer's market and was selling, and this was in high school. You know, I would bake after school and on the weekends. um, Lemon, poppy seed, pumpkin bread. I met this amazing woman, Pamela, who, um, you know, kind of worked with me, and um, she kind of organized the whole thing, but – I kind of quickly rose up to the occasion and would bake all day after school. And then every Saturday, load my car up at 5 a.m., get to the market by 6 a.m., sell everything that I made. And literally and like the Boulder
0: Farmer's Market. Boulder like Farmer's Market. The biggest and best farmer's market in the country, basically.
1: Yeah. And then we quickly went to Longmont and Cherry Creek and started started growing. growing. And I learned really quickly from like, a, like how to scale a business. So wow. I learned like raw materials how to make something, how to sell something, how to market something, and then how to expand.
0: So did this business become a business that uh, transcended farmer's markets?
1: Yeah, so after farmer's markets, then we started selling retail. So then we were in all the coffee shops and then we were in Whole Foods and then we were in Safeway and then we were in King Supers, And so then it actually turned into this like pretty large business. Um, And what was it called? outrageous
0: uh-huh
1: yep with and we Pamela. all know it yep and so she uh, was your
0: business partner
1: so yeah she and her little young daughter gracie who was just like the cutest thing could be um how old was her daughter well uh, grace was i think maybe three or four years old Do you think she like looks up to you as a mentor? You know, I still stay in touch with her. Yeah. And it's so funny. She'll text me all the time being like, hey, I'm trying to run an Instagram page for this, you know, for outrageous baking. And I'm like, I can give you some tidbits. But yeah, so now it's so funny. She's like running. She's basically doing what I was doing. And she's like a
0: freshman in high school or something. Oh my gosh. So it's so funny to see the next generation. But I love um,
1: it. Yeah. And then at those farmer's markets is when I met Justin who's from Justin's Nut Butter.
0: Who's also a podcast uh, guest from back in the day. We all know his story.
1: Yeah, so I have kind of um, was ready to go try something that was a little bigger. I was like, okay, I figured out how to do this, you know, pretty small local business. Now I wanna go to something that's gonna be like a national business. And so Justin's was pretty small by then. It was like, you know, a handful of employees and um, you know, they were doing less than, you know, like a million dollars. So like tiny. Um, And so I learned how to launch new products. That was like my big thing then was I like still wanted to create. I still wanted to make a product, but I wanted to launch it nationally.
0: Well, let's just say before this, had you sold your stake in Outrageous? So Pamela kind of wanted to keep it local
1: and out and just be her kind of Colorado business. So yeah, I kind of just bowed out and said, you know, you keep doing this, you run it. Um, I think she built, a sm- I think we had a small team at that point. So it wasn't just like, I wasn't just like abandoning her. She had right. some other people yeah. um, that were doing the operations behind it. So that was like a, you know, a, an exciting, I called it kind of my graduation. Oh, that was yeah. like how I kind
0: of graduated. From, and, from and how old were you when that first business, when you left Outrageous?
1: Um, I think I was 20.
0: So just out of high school. No, you've already... I know exactly when yeah. I was. What? I had
1: just turned 21. Oh. And I didn't want to work the farmer's markets on Saturday Epic. morning. It's oh. <laughs> so funny. I was like, I want to go
0: out and, and be <laughs> and a 21 year old. Totally. Yeah, you, and a lot of kids would be doing that at 18, yeah. 19, 20 too. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, So by it. By the time you're 21, you've already started and like moved on from a business. Yep. So now you're ready after this to start learning, getting more experience, figuring yeah, out what comes totally. next. Totally. And so
1: then I also joined Naturally Boulder, which is a nonprofit networking organization all about food. So I kind of started to build my network and my community because I had, knew I was in food. That was, had been established, but you know, kind of, and I also, I think through Outrageous knew I wanted to focus in marketing. So it was like marketing and food. Those two things had been determined and established. Um, and so when I went over to Justin's, um, you know, I got to be a part of the team that was launching new products. In yeah. The peanut butter cups Yeah. is what was happening yes. then, which today I think is still their best product. Oh, so I think so. It was um, really inspiring to just see like how a company goes from just selling jars of peanut butter to a whole new category of candy and how that all you know worked from a branding standpoint and then um at that time too they were letting the interns call all the stores so i was actually calling whole foods and selling in this product so i got this like really cool hands-on experience from um you know that of just literally creating a product but selling it on a national scale and that was exactly what i wanted and and then I met this amazing guy named Doug Rady, who uh, was the vice president over at Rudy's, which was a bakery. Um, they sold organic bread um, and products to retailers all around the world, or all around the country in Canada, I believe, um, but bigger than Justin's. They were a bigger company, more established. Um, they also had a CEO, Jane Miller, who was this amazing woman. So I kind of was at that stage where I really needed some mentors, um, and Jane was the perfect person and same with Doug they both were Doug was my boss so he kind of couldn't quite be as mentory as Jane could Um, but seeing a woman CEO that was when I was like that's what I want to be I want to be Jane Miller and that was like when I was 21 or something
0: we got to get Jane on the podcast. she's
1: (laughs) but she also wrote a book that was like she was the first female um, executive at Frito so talk about wow being and this was like in the 70s so mm-hmm. talk about being a woman in like a man's world oh, yeah um anyways in a big company too so I was just really inspired by what she was doing and um and she kind of took me and again I had barely gone through high school so I have no college degree I have you know a lot of internship experience and outrageous and Justin so I kind of was building my resume but um these guys really were like just saw me for who I was and the I would just work as hard as I could and I did, you know, the first meeting I had with Doug, I remember I wrote an entire marketing plan. Like, he didn't even hire me yet. This is the first time we had ever met. Someone introduced us and they were like, you should meet Alex and and Doug, you guys should get coffee together. And so, of course, I knew who Doug was and I did my research, but I came to a little coffee shop with like a 20-page deck. It was like a marketing strategy and I just presented it to him and then... A couple months later, he hired me full time.
0: <laughs> so you mentioned like, I just worked so hard. What did it mean to you? And maybe does it still mean to you this might have evolved to work hard?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you look at a job description and I I kind of like try to mentor, you know, interns and whatnot now kind of showing what I did back then, because I do think it's, it's powerful to just think beyond what your job description is and like, what do you actually want to do and like, what can you bring to the table? So I just remember like, you know, one thing that really stood out and Doug loved was um, I would produce all these little commercials. So I was, you know, this is before, you know, social media even really was like a thing. I think there's Facebook and that was it. Um, But my job was to do events and I would travel and I would go do demos and, you know, whatever. And um, that was it kind of was just to do events. And then I would over the weekend, though, I would do I would get my. Friends who had cameras and this kind of film crew, and we would spend all day making video content and commercials. And they were actually like pretty good. And so, you know, that was like just up and beyond what I was supposed to be doing, but it was what I wanted to do. I was like, this is an opportunity. I think this brand could really benefit from some video content. And we had a big competitor that recently had launched. Um, And so I was like, this is going to separate us. This is cooler. They're not doing this. They're at all the events I'm going to. So, you know, we're kind of head and head. So I was just thinking a little bit more of like, what would I do if I was Duck? You know, like what would I do if I was Jane? And and that was kind of what I would do. And I would sort of surprise them with all this like extra credit work, if you will. But it
0: was fun. And it comes back to this idea of work and play being the same thing. Yep. You know, because this was your weekend and you chose on the weekend to do something that was like stimulating totally. you mentally and spiritually, but it also happened to be your job.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or
0: like an unexpected part of yeah, your job.
1: Yeah, <laughs> totally. And, you know, it's like when you're the youngest at the bottom of the totem pole, you got to kind of work your way up. And yeah. for me, that was really important to be taken seriously because yes. I was younger than most people in the office, and. know well you were in your
0: early 20s yeah you were younger than pretty much anybody in the workforce (laughs) but you'd already been working for years yeah um and we kind of skipped over the fact that you didn't go to college and so this is this is another you know to me the point is that there are so many different paths to success and happiness in life Mm -hmm. and the traditional route of you know graduate high school go to college get some kind of specialized degree and then train for a career yeah that that applies to some people but not everyone yeah. Do you ever regret not going or what do you think um, you may have
1: Well it's not that I didn't wanna go. Mm-hmm. It was that I didn't get accepted. Oh. So yeah, <laughs> That's I mean a I go another
0: like totally cool I mean, part of the story.
1: <laughs> I go back to my high school when I said I couldn't you know, I was failing all my glasses. Not that I was, like, it's wasn't not like trying like you had a great hard. GPA. No, I had a
0: horrible one. It's just that your your abilities were not reflected through no. the testing that they used to get into totally. college. Like, an SAT
1: was, like, basically determined whether or not I was going to go to school or not. Yeah. And I suck at testing. Like, I absolutely suck. And uh, so that was kind of so I applied. I tried. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I got the small envelope. Oh, <laughs> the small envelope. I got the small envelope. But here's the thing, like... It did that demoralize you? You know, I mean, I had a, I was working with Outrageous, so I had something cool going on. I knew what I wanted to do. And so if I was stuck, if I was like, if I didn't know what I wanted to do and I didn't know what my own strengths were, I didn't need a college to tell me that because I already knew. I think it was just more of a social thing. So, like, all my friends were like, oh, I'm going here. I'm getting out of Boulder. I'm traveling to California. I'm going to school in New York. I'm, you know, doing all these things. And I kind of was like, okay, well, like, I'll see you when you come back. On
0: the flip side. Yeah, totally. But at the same time, I mean, you're still in Boulder, and you could have chosen to leave at any time. Is Mm -hmm. You know, do you just love it here? Yeah. I mean,
1: Boulder's amazing, and all my family's here I'm super tight with. And, I mean, I travel all the time. So it's like I live in Boulder, but mm-hmm. I'm gone. You know, I'm looking at my calendar. Like I leave Tuesday, and I don't come back till like Halloween. <laughs> so
0: so uh, you so know, it's like two months. Here's like at the end, which I completely appreciate too. But um, here's the other thing about like college and the stigma around going or not going to school. Tim, my husband, who's a very accomplished athlete, and was very successful in his career did not graduate from college mm. he left college to pursue triathlon he became a world champion like totally. how can you how can you dispute that yep. um and he always knew that college could be there for him again mm, exactly. and so he did finish his degree like yeah. three or four years ago and that's kind of what i always thought. yeah you yeah. can do it anytime you want in totally. your life it's wide open you could become a doctor yeah In five years when you sell this Alpine start and move on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, Okay. My my favorite thing, though, just to end that story, was uh,
1: last year I was the keynote speaker for the MBA class, which was the class I should have been in, graduating in.
0: Did you mention that? Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I was like, and also, you guys have all this college debt. You're like, and suckers. Like, <laughs> uh, no, I was very nice. And, you know, it was just a moment for me to, like,
0: look at that audience, yeah. being like, I should have been in the audience, but I'm not. I'm well, on the other side. And, you know, those people all come out with different skill sets and hopefully totally. a, a clear vision
1: for what they and wanted to do. And it's
0: totally great for them. You know, yeah. I
1: think it's everyone's own path, and it was kind of just meant to be.
0: Okay, so rudy's i want to know there was one thing you told me about a while ago how you like talked your way into the job by saying that you would spearhead some kind of like road trip but <laughs> you didn't even know how to drive the car uh, or well
1: so one of the requirements <laughs> for this job was to drive a 1976 1970 no 1978 vw bus from san diego to seattle it's a requirement yeah and i well that was like the main job that was the job that was the job <laughs> and doug was like well can you drive a stick because it's, it's a ninety seventy six BW bus like that's what it is and i was like yeah totally i got that no i called my dad right after and i was like you're gonna need to teach me how to drive a stick like over the weekend because like, the job I... starts on monday
0: God, uh, and it worked it was fine oh my god and i figured oh. it out But that was just the mentality. But here's the thing you just said. Yeah, and you repeated it just now. You just figured it out. Yeah. You have to just sometimes figure shit out. Totally. Okay, so Rudy's at some point came to
1: an end. Got acquired. So that was the next really cool thing that I learned was I was like, oh, how do you sell a business? And so um, I obviously was kind of, you know, lower lower on the – You know, I wasn't a part of the executive team during that time when they were, you know, selling the business. So I saw it kind of from a 30,000 foot view, but I kind of like understood what the whole meaning of it was. And so Rudy sold to a company called Hain Celestial, which is also a pretty cool company. Mm -hmm. Um, Celestial Seasonings is in Boulder and then their headquarters. um, They have a portfolio of, I don't know, maybe 30 other brands, Mm -hmm. but they're up in New York. And so I got this really cool opportunity to go work in New York um, with the headquarters and still manage Rudy's and I kind of got put in charge of a few other brands, um, to kind of just like help manage. They had, they were category based, um, instead of brand based. Anyway, so I got to learn how to manage multiple brands at a time, which is really cool. And I mean, this company is a multi-billion dollar company. So I went from, you know, being like a very startup company to a multi-million dollar company to a multi-billion dollar company. And, um, that was just super cool. To like see that, I quickly learned that that was too big for me. Like that size of a company was, um, you can't quite spread your wings as much as you can in a smaller business. Mm-hmm. You literally wear one tiny little hat and that's all you do. Yeah. And yeah. Um, whereas a startup, you wear multiple. Like a hundred thousand hats. So I was like, okay, I'd like to, you know, maybe wear like 10 hats. And so I found Boulder Brands and Boulder Brands was based in Boulder, Steve Hughes was the founder, who I absolutely adore, and TJ McIntyre was someone I knew who was also an executive over there, and I had stayed close with, so I was like, those are the people I want to go work with, I had found my community, I knew that that's where I wanted to be, the brands that they worked on were awesome, and I had this amazing female boss, who I also really wanted to work for, anyway, so I was over at Boulder Brands for about two years, and then they got acquired (laughs) by an even bigger company, they, Boulder Brands was bought by for a billion dollars in cash, wow. which to me I still I'm like wow yeah. like I do not even I don't even no, understand it's crazy like what that means I know so I kind of went through that same exercise of okay I've done this I've experienced what it's like to work for a big company and it's just not my thing um great learning learned a ton again got to go through another acquisition which was super cool learned a ton and was from my business perspective was exactly what I needed to know. Um, But that was when I decided I wanted to go start my own business.
0: So did you, like, was it, did it flow smoothly from one thing to the next? Or did you have moments in between where you were like, I'm kind of feeling like, I don't know, aimless or purposeless or depressed or anything like Mm. that? Did you ever go through times like that? Yeah. Well, remember when I was telling you my like nervous
1: system just like froze? It was during that time. Wow. So it was during the, when I was over at Pinnacle, there was just like, no, no one knew what anything, no one knew anything. Nothing was like it was just chaos. I mean, that's what happens right. when you when yeah. two very different businesses come together and everyone's trying to figure out what they do. It's scary. You don't know if you're going to keep your job. You don't know if you're going to get mm-hmm. moved. There's yeah. people coming in from who were just wandering around the the office and you didn't know who they were. There were all these like... I don't know, like people were evaluating everything and, and it was just like a very scary stressful time even though at the end of the day everything was working out and it was fine and the business was, you know, as they would call per usual. Um, but it was just really stressful.
0: So like you kind of felt like, gosh, I really don't feel like I have control over anything and there's no transparency because I feel like I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And, and, it, and that's unsettling. It was very How did unsettling. you cope with that?
1: Um, I mean, I think it was just you went to work and I had amazing coworkers, And so we all kind of would just kind of keep each other in uh, the loop and support support each other But then it was like everyone started dropping like flies So it was like, you know the person sitting next to you would quit and then the person across from you would quit and then it was like, you know your 10, you know colleague group was now three and then everyone's kind of questioning you know should I stay or should I go everyone else is leaving and um so it was like that was kind of when I was really jeopardizing like I was like I don't know what to do and and that's when I met Matt who was my well I had known Matt for a long time but my current business partner and him and I kind of had this like funny moment we went out one night I was we separately like we both decided to go out and get some drinks and we were both at this like kind of dive bar
0: don't and tell me it's Tom's Tavern
1: Oh, no, Tom Saverin closed way before I, wish.
0: <laughs>
1: I love Tom Saverin. Oh, um, so funny. But it was his 30th birthday, so he was having kind of like a panic that he was 30. And he also had just broken up with his girlfriend, and his friend had just broke his leg. So he was just like having a rough day. And I was also kind of at that like midst of like, oh, my friend just quit, and now it's like there's no one, and I was just struggling. So we both were just in this like really kind of depressed state at this bar and just drinking and just like having trying to have a good time and him and I kind of looked at each other and we're like hey like this isn't fun (laughs) like let's go he was like I have this idea and I've had this idea for a while and I kind of knew about the idea and he was like you know what fuck it let's just do it like we're both miserable I need some good news can you just like give me some good news right now and just tell me you'll do it and and that's when I was like you know what yes let's do it fuck it let's go (laughs)
0: So that is the birth.
1: That was the birth. And then the um, rest of the night was amazing. We both were feeling really shitty and then we got like really excited. And hammered. And,
0: <laughs> I don't remember the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> but. Oh, that's hilarious. So let's back it up here. Who is this Matt guy? So Matt is,
1: um, he's a professional rock climber. Um, and so him and I have been friends for a long time.
0: I was a climber too, like back in the day. So I always wondered and suspected that you guys had like been more than friends at some point or at least <laughs> no, hooked exactly. up or something along the way here. No. Wow. So I oh, actually lived with his
1: girlfriend. That's how oh, I met him. Okay.
0: And so. for, and you guys should follow Matt Siegel. Yeah. Matt
1: Siegel's hilarious. Yes. He's follow very him. funny. He's, a He's character. awesome.
0: Follow Alpine Start Foods too. Follow yeah. Alex Hannafin, <laughs> A. Hannafin. Um, But we'll put all those links in the uh, show notes as well. Yeah.
1: But no, Matt's the funniest um, of them all. Um, so he had this idea for instant coffee. He was a professional rock climber. He sponsored by North Face, goes on expeditions a lot for National Geographic. And he was just sick of drinking really bad instant coffee and in, on all these trips. And so that was kind of where the idea sparked. And when we lived together, um, that was when he kind of would just brainstorm all these ideas. And one of them was instant coffee. And so, cause he knew I liked to launch new products. And so he would always try and help me figure out ideas and so um instant coffee was one of them and I kind of you know shoved it to the side for about two years and then um until that night and then we decided we were gonna do it but yeah so that's how Matt and I kind of bonded was um just through new products.
0: Okay so you guys had like this drunken night and you were both like we're despondent let's start a business it's not risky at all let's just (laughs) do it it'll work right pretty much well and then you started it and you both had yep. very different skill sets so you're right. co-owners co-founders yep um and alpine start let's see here i found out about you actually from our mutual friend Carrie Gilmartin, martin who was yes. episode two of oh, the podcast funny. i know yeah awesome she just sold her company i know oh Amazing. my gosh bamboobies so inspiring. yeah so if you're pregnant and or nursing um definitely check out those bamboobies right bamboo yeah and what a great name i mean it's all about a name isn't it totally so let's uh let's talk a little bit about alpine start because you guys are on a Freaking like rocket ship ride.
1: We're doing well. Um, Yeah, so when we first, we so after we decided we want to start the business, we kind of went to the drawing board of like, okay, what even is instant coffee? And what's the market? And who's doing
0: it? Is this even a good idea? Well, yeah, because you came at it with such a specialized approach. Like there's very few professional climbers who are like in, totally in need of their caffeine fix when they're on the wall. I mean, right. there's a few that need it. right? But like can this actually thing? scale and become oh, a more really. accepted, cool drink. Totally. Yeah, so I do what
1: I would normally do for any new product was I pulled up data, I looked at stores, I pulled up competitors, I looked at, you know, whatever purchasing behavior, and I was like, whoa this is actually like a massive category no one has touched it. It's sleepy. We need to wake this thing up and Oh,
0: it's like folders. Yeah, that totally. was it. Sanka
1: Yeah, but people were still buying it. And I was Ew. like, "Okay, this is weird.
0: They might still be. But if you if you like that stuff, I'm sorry. Totally. You need to switch." Yeah, we'll get we'll you put, something cool. We'll put a discount in here. Yeah, let's totally do that. Okay. Done. We're following up. Totally. Yep. Um,
1: so we started our research and we started trying to make instant coffee and we were tasting. We tasted about a hundred different versions until we found ours. And we both just were like, kind of looked at each other and we were like, okay, this is it. This is the one.
0: So were you we like um, working, tasting like raw material, uh, Everything. you know, ground coffee? Everything. Okay.
1: Oh gosh, we tested every single possible way. Every like... And coffee beans from everywhere. So we landed in Colombia with that bean, but we've tr- we tried everything. And we still do. I mean, we still, like, try and innovate as much as we can. But during the beginning, that was, like, we're, like, okay, Colombian, Arabica, Single origin, that was our jam. That's what we wanted. Um, what does
0: like the arabica thing mean? I see that all the time. Yeah, just a region. So there's oh. different styles of coffee beans. So in Col- that's the only place you're getting the arabica. I swear yeah. I see it everywhere. It's only in Colombia. That's Columbia. one of them. Yeah. How? So cool. Yeah, so we're Colombian based. Oh, huh. hmm, interesting. Because yeah. I always think of like serious drugs when I think of Colombia. Like <laughs> it's also so like some kind of guerrilla warfare and like cocaine uh, or something. I mean that's well that's not in the coffee no oh my gosh definitely Definitely. (laughs) different kind of powdered substance yeah different kind of coca um Um, yeah (laughs) so uh okay so I, i need to actually ask and i'm sure everyone who's listening is wondering the same thing like how do you handle all the caffeine especially when you're doing all this testing oh
1: gosh i mean we would definitely have to strategize and make sure we did everything in the morning um And then, I mean, we just take little sips. So you could take a little. You don't want to drink a lot of bad instant coffee anyway. So you could kind of tell which ones you wanted to just like very lightly sip Mm -hmm. just to be done with it. And then others, you're like, okay, this is actually decent. Um, So, yeah, we did that. And then, um, you know, I almost six months since we landed on our product, we got a call from REI. And that was when we did a national launch with them which was awesome. That was like the validation we needed to just say, this is, you know, a retailer actually wants us to to sell or it goes back to that lemonade stand of when someone comes by and buys your 50 cents lemonade, your whole day is made. Um, So yeah, REI came on board and we kind of like expedited everything. We're like, okay, we got to get our design. We got to get our packaging. We got to like get our mess. We had our name already. Matt had come up with Alpine Star from the beginning. Well, maybe you should explain what that is. Yeah, so alpine start is a term in the outdoor community, uh, which basically means starting your day really early. So it's often used by alpinists. Um, So you generally want to start your climb at, you know, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., something kind of like crazy early. So you get to the top of your mountain before storms come in because storms usually come in in the afternoon and you don't want to be at the top Mm -hmm. of the mountain during that. Or in the winter when you're ice climbing – When the temperature goes up, when the sun comes up, the ice can melt. And so you want to start your ice expedition early while the sun is down so it's still cold. Sounds miserable.
0: It does sound miserable. That's not (laughs) my thing. Some people like it.
1: Alpine start. That's what it is. Start your day. And it's kind of like the everyday thing. So you have to wake up at some point and go tackle that pile of papers or get to school or. You know, we kind of say everyone has a mountain to climb. So.
0: Oh, that's, I love that. That is so start. freaking true. Yeah, and we'll energize you. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. So you started with one product.
1: Yep. So to, we did yeah. that.
0: And yeah. where are you today?
1: So now we launched two more. So then we were thinking, you know, most people want other things in their coffee like cream and um and sugar. So we launched a coconut latte, which is still the same dehydrated thing but with a dairy we wanted to go dairy free. So we did coconut milk, which is super yummy.
0: I appreciate it, and I love that product. It's so good. so good.
1: And then we also did a dirty chai. So that's just to spice it
0: up a little, no pun intended. Um, so yeah, it's coffee and chai. I mean, unbelievable. Like, it's very simple, too. Like, these are very easy products to carry around with you. Yep. You can stick them in your skirt, sports pockets yep. or whatever else you're carrying on your fun adventures of your day um and so you're in way more stores than rei now yep so then we went into
1: whole foods and kroger and heb and lots of independent alfalfa's luckies we're up in canada um lots online it's yeah. incredible so and you've got over. like
0: over 500 ambassadors and this yeah. is all in like one year yeah you are just killing it you guys I never would have thought instant coffee would be in my life until I met I Alex know. Yay! and I'm so grateful for you Me either. I know. <laughs> so um, here's the thing. We are at 42 minutes. We Done. have completely rocked this we episode. So before we go, um, first of all, you guys, we are going to put a discount in. Do you want to make one up right now? Yeah. Let's just do skirt sports. Skirt sports. I mean, that's so easy. easy wham yeah. okay so hit skirt sports for what what are they getting i don't know let's do 50 how much yeah five
1: oh yeah
0: 50 yeah oh my gosh wait you how many guys, people listen to this there's time. a lot like a <laughs> super lot and uh, now there's gonna be even more because they're maybe forwarding it uh, yay. um okay well that we that will expire at some point so if you want really good <laughs> instant coffee you get it now yes. skirt sports 50 percent off on alpinestartfoods.com yeah, yeah. Okay. That's website. direct only. Don't try to use that at REI or something yep, like that's not website. cool. Just go to their website. Um, and I highly recommend all three products. Dirty chai is not dairy free, correct? It is. Everything well, is vegan. Dirty chai is too. Okay. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Good. because I've, <laughs> I've been drinking it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Iced or hot. All of it mm-hmm. is so good. And you know, what's so cool about you, Alex, is that you are still young mm. in to be in, um, a high, like a, fast-growing business and kind of a dirty kind of industry you know mm. coffee can't be that clean it's mm. got to be some crazy shit out there yeah and um you are like uh you just stand out as a bright shining spot mm, in well, this thank world thank you and a lot I of I good people so appreciate you all Yay. right so before we finish i ask every guest the same question huh. And that is, if you could give our listeners one final nugget, Mm. one little piece of advice to help them run their worlds in a bigger and better way, Mm. what would it be?
1: Well, I'll give you my word that's been my word for the year, which has been healthy. And that goes everywhere from having a healthy living environment, healthy body, healthy friendships, healthy romantic relationships, everything just needs to compass that word healthy.
0: Oh, I love it. And you know what? We're going to let you kick off on this weekend, but why don't we give a little quick shout out to your boyfriend who's also an entrepreneur in oh, his yeah. cool business. <laughs> what is that? Um,
1: He, his name is Ethan, and he has a drinking vinegar company. So it's apple cider vinegar, um blended with like he also kind of was solving a problem of you know wanting to drink apple cider vinegar but it's kind of intense if you just drink it on its own it's kind of a lot and so he was blending it with flavors so my favorite is the pineapple
0: so it's a pineapple turmeric apple cider vinegar give a discount on that too we'll have to have him on the show yeah all right alex awesome you're (laughs) doing great things well get off here and have a great weekend and thank you let's all get healthy yay all right you guys super fun episode with a very special woman who we will all be rooting for now i'm so happy to have introduced her to you if you are a coffee lover share this one and don't forget the code skirt sports for 50 percent off at alpinestartfoods.com definitely try their new dirty chai latte or coconut creamer latte they are so good um, if you are a supporter of women-led business ventures, forward this one for that reason. Um, and if you if you want to actually see Alex in person, check out her website. <laughs> I talked her into modeling this season. She's, like I mentioned earlier in the intro, she does have such an incredible energy, which I'm sure you felt through the airwaves. I just had to capture it. So you probably, you know, may or may not realize that Blowing open a category, especially one as old school, as instant coffee is not an easy thing to do. So I have all the respect in the world for Alex. And I hope you do use that code and forward this episode on so that other people can get to know her too. All right then, let's chug some more coffee and get out and move our bodies because you know what time it is. It's time to get out there and run this world. Have a great workout.